0: Welcome to the Untethered Moms podcast. I'm your host, Jamila. And I'm Pierre Jay. Today, we are joined by Kashela Eunice, Army veteran and founder of Hiking Heels. Stay tuned to learn about how hiking helped her mental health journey and tips to get outdoors. Let's talk about it. We are joined today by Kashela Eunice, founder of Hiking Heels. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. In a few words, Kashayla, how would you describe yourself?
1: I would describe myself as someone who's down to earth, who's been through a lot, someone who's healed a lot, but is still currently healing. I recently embraced that it's going to be like a lifelong process. Just a genuinely good person who's made mistakes and learning from them or have learned from them and just looking forward to what the future has to offer. Beautiful. I see that you
0: recently started a business. Congratulations. Thank Can you. you share a little bit about your business, Hiking Heels?
1: Okay. Um, so I started Hiking Heels in 2020. It was like at the beginning of COVID. I started Hiking Heels as a way to, one, bring awareness to mental health disorders, and two, as a way to bring groups that are marginalized, a lot like military veterans and um, Blacks, Black youth, uh, especially inner city youth and Mexican youth, just impoverishment, impoverished youth, bringing them to nature. Um, I started hiking hills after I had my own run in with PTSD a few years after leaving the Army. And I tried like medication. I tried therapy, all those things that, you know, the V.A. kind of throws towards veterans. Um, did all of that, and it wasn't really working. So I I actually started law school around the same time that I started hiking hills, and I just did not do good the first semester. So I had to take a semester off. I went to counseling, and I started hiking. And I've always been into nature, but I embraced nature in a different way this time. It was a way for me to like get away from the hustle and bustle of the city, from like the demands of my family, of school. And once I started hiking, that's when I really started to heal and I was able to take myself off of medication. Um, That and counseling really helped me to like, Just curve some of the 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 dark and negative feelings that I have been feeling for years. So I started hiking hills as a way to help other people heal. Where were you
2: located at that time? Where you started hiking? Were you always in Colorado?
1: Well, I I think it started way. It started when I was a kid, really. Um, And then life happens. Went to college, and RLTc kept me tied to nature. Like we were, we did it all the time. It wasn't for fun, but we were always outside. So my journey with like. Like hiking as wellness really began in 2011 when I moved to Colorado for, for the Army. In 2011, I deployed and I kept like even in the desert, I was trying to find like the sun and sunrise, nice sunrises and stuff. But I really started it in 2016, 2017 when I just knew that I had to try something else.
2: Are there certain types of um, trails that you like to go on?
1: Um, I like everything, honestly. Anything with running water, like river. I like the beach. I I like mountains. I, Colorado has a lot of trails out here because everybody's really into nature. So there is a lot of trails where you can go out deep into the mountains and you'll find like valleys, you'll find frozen tundras, which is crazy because most people only hear about that on TV, right? But I like all of it. I
0: find numerous articles supporting a positive relationship between hiking and cognitive health what aspect does hiking play in your wellness?
1: Hiking is my outlet. It it gets me out like into the sun, which is like most of us as Black women or just Black people in general, like we're lacking in vitamin D. So going outside and just really like soaking up the sun helps your morale. It helps with PTSD. Um, it helps with depression. It's like a reset for me. Like if I've had a hard week, I can go out and hike, whether it's a two-mile hike or a six-mile hike, and really just go out and be reminded of like how small my issues are compared to the big mountains that are in front of me. Because like when you're out there, you can't really worry about what's going on back in in the world. You just have to be like in survival mode almost. So it, it helps me to reset. Like it helps me to let it all go and then come back and. And sometimes I'm ready to go, sometimes I'm not, but it helps me to like really understand where I am emotionally.
2: Does hiking heels cater more specifically to mental health parts of being outside or is it more about exposure?
1: I think that like it is about the um, exposure aspect because a lot of us are are products of like inner city neighborhoods. Like, Like it took me until last year to learn that I grew up three miles from the beach, you know, like I knew we lived close to the beach, but we went like maybe one or two times a year and three miles from the beach. Like I should have been there all the time. Like I should have been surfing, all these things that we don't get access to to because of like the socioeconomic environment that we're born into. So um, like I have five nephews and one of the things that we always do is we always go out into nature so that they have the chance to run around and beat kids without fear of like being arrested or being targeted or just knowing that like we belong out here too. And it's our right to like come out here and use nature to heal.
2: Absolutely. PJ and I are always laughing because I have, we always tell people to bring some shoes or some hiking shoes when they're coming to visit us because the culture <laughs> the culture here is a little different. I would say I still think the um, marginalization is there, but the good thing, at least for me, about being in Northern California, the the culture here really encourages people to be outside in a lot of the parks. Are accessible and there are more programs. Um, like there's a group called Outdoor Afro, uh, they partner with REI. There's a, a group called the Black Neighborhood, they go on hikes as well. Um, so it's cool to see that people are being more intentional about getting like black and brown people out.
1: Right. I agree. I'm aware of um outdoor outdoor Afro. I like their their what they stand for. I'm also um Aware of Black people who hike, so I did a hike with them uh, last year, and that was cool. It was the first time that I had ever been a gr- in a group of like that many Black people intentionally outdoors, and it was just so supportive. It was, it was, it was just different because I hike all the time here, and I may see may see another <laughs> person out there, but to be out there with everybody, it felt so powerful. It was yeah. like hours.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time it's definitely not. I would say it'll be me. And then having some kids. Definitely. It's not. um, I would say black families, unless it's like a meetup. I don't see black families a lot. I don't feel excluded necessarily because people are still very welcoming. And most of the time people, you know, if they're on a hike, they're doing them. They're not focused on me. But it is nice to see other people that look like you on a trail.
1: Right. And I think it's a lot about education, too. Like we've been taught that a lot of the stuff that involves nature is a white person, like white people stuff. And I mean, it's not, you know, like once you're educated on like how how much our people depended on the land and how much we survived mm-hmm. off of it and learned to be at one with nature. Um, it just makes you see things differently. Like it makes you want to take it back. Almost.
0: I think it's interesting that you say how much that we like we belong in nature. So when I started hiking with my boys at the beginning of the pandemic, we used it as a way to get out the house one, but then also it turned into a way for us to really challenge ourselves and like challenge what our challenge our thinking my youngest at the time was I want to say three years old and he's he was very much at the phase of like um, where he's learning his boundaries and trying to understand his fears like what he should be afraid of what he shouldn't be afraid of And my teenager it's kind of funny because as far apart as they are they were still kind of in the same phase where it's just like Kane was growing into himself in a sense of learning how far he can go, like really starting to see himself in the world. So when we initially started hiking, there were trails that we would go to where my five-year-old or not, he was my my then three-year-old, my five-year-old would like be afraid to take steps off some rocks or afraid to walk up um, some part of the trail at the beginning, right? Whereas mm-hmm. Kane, who is typically my shy child, he's like very introverted. Like this is the first time I really seen him like, mom, can I run ahead? And I'm like, oh, well, go ahead go live your life. Right. So he would he would always want to run ahead and like jump. Like he was never the kid to be jumping off things like he was not that kid. So it was really interesting just to see when he gets in nature it kind of shifts for him. And then the 3-year-old, he he's a very curious child. So every little like rock, bug, flower, he has a question. So Google Lens, y'all did that. Because I truly love being able to like take a picture when he's like, well, mom, what's this? And I'm like, I don't know it all, but I know someone who does. Um, I love hiking because it it gives us time to like come to ourselves, be one with the land, but then also challenge the beliefs that we have about ourselves too. And then prove to ourselves that, hey, we can do this. We can, you know, go into this water. There's nothing to be afraid of. So I think um, hiking is transformational. It has been transformational for our family.
1: That's cool to hear that you, you, you get the boys involved. Like, I think it's super important for them to be able to be outside running. And like you said, you get to see their personalities. Like, I recently, when I was I was just in Florida and I took my 15-year-old nephew, like, that age group is like, for boys, oof. Like, I know. You don't have to say it because I know. Okay. Like, yes. I took him, we went to the Everglades. So I always talk about him, like, this is my favorite national park. So of course he makes fun of me for liking this, but he's always willing to follow me. So we went on a 14, 15 mile bike ride. And I don't think he's ever done anything like that. Right. But he was, it was so cool to see him like be scared, be nervous. Um, I noticed like he probably could have had more experience as a, a younger kid riding a bike, but being in the Everglades with alligators on both sides, like he had to learn real fast. It was <laughs> it was part
0: traumatizing.
1: <laughs> right. Like he was like, I was scared the whole time, honestly. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, you got to, <laughs> to learn how to ride fast. learn how to ride fast. For real. Right, so, and I also like what you said that like just proving it to yourself so when I was younger, like I always used to watch like Crocodile Hunter, Jeff Corwin. And this is stuff that you see on TV and you're just like, Oh, I wish I can go to Colorado one day. Right. And now it's like, you, you're an adult and now you can actually create those experiences for yourself. Like sometimes like, if you want to see me be a nerd, take me out to like a mountain or something with (laughs) animals. I'm like, Oh my God, did you see that blue tape? Yeah
2: how how do you how do you encourage people who are just starting uh to hike or just starting to be outside like what do you normally do to try to encourage beginners to get started because sometimes it took me a while to know like what type of gear to to use and you know for example like REI has classes and when you're talking about geeking out like I'm excited about those classes yeah. <laughs> so.
1: I get that. I used to love Aria when I first moved to Colorado, like loved it. So now I'm more like I just kind of hiking whatever I'm comfortable in. Um, So I would start there, like first know who you're you're hiking with, whether you're going with like somebody individual or with the group. First thing first, never hike alone um, because it's just not safe. Um, So know who you're hiking with, whether that person's like using the hike as like a competitive hike or if it's like a healing or just leisure, right? Or social, because depending on that, it'll like, if you're using it to lose weight and someone else is using it for social, like you may clash at the beginning. Um, But I would say um, really, so I have this app called called, what is it called? Let's see. It's called All Trails, right? Love that out. Yeah, love it. So you could put in like different ranges of hikes, like hard, easy, moderate. Sometimes they're off, right? Sometimes they may say a hike is easy and it's really more moderate. You're just a one or two person kind of hike, like finding somebody that's willing to do it with you. Making sure that you you're hydrated, like drinking water or something with electrolytes in it. I would say just make your shoes have to be comfortable. Uh, whether they're Nikes or their boots, I do, I prefer Nikes, but I have more of a heel on them, like more cushion um, because you do start to feel the, the the rocks after a while. Do you have poles? I have poles depending on what kind of hike it is. Like if it's something where you're going up pretty steadily, I have poles because it takes off some of the pressure on your back. Um, but if you just want like a strenuous hike, poles or no poles are good too, right? Um... There's, there's a lot that comes with just getting out there and experiencing it because you might see something that you think works. Like you might be one of those people that want to do like a fanny pack. And then you get out there and you realize like a fanny pack puts too much pressure on your lower back. It's kind of like trial error. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. Like at this point, I think i done so much like staying outdoors that what I pack is pretty minimal like it's the basic like I need something just in case it rains I need another pair of socks stuff like that so and and then just not learning and finding somebody that's really experienced and they'll teach you and somebody who has patience
0: listening to your list I'm like dang I need to step it up I'm like you know what I make sure we pack
1: what water
0: Snacks Sanitizer and snacks, you damn right. You damn right. If I ain't got of those, we have some snacks in our pack. Yeah, I'm I got like, water and snacks. That's it.
1: <laughs> but I don't, it, it sounds like a lot, PJ, but it's not that much. I promise. It's like snacks, um, Gerber, a hiking bag. I might have like extra socks in there because I always like I'm the type that's always gonna put my feet in the water. So, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I'm, I'm putting my hands, I'm like sometimes. I guess if I had extra socks, I would probably be more inclined to put my feet in the water. But I'm like, oh, it's cold.
1: Mm-mm. Extra socks. <laughs> when I was, um, I did the, um, maybe, I think at the beginning of COVID 2020, I did the Redwoods. So that's like Northern California, right? Went there and there was this long, we were going. I went, like, I put my whole body in it. I loved it. Like, I, know, I didn't come to
2: California.
1: That's why I, I
2: think, I, you know, we talk about encouraging people to go out, but at the same time, I do recognize the privilege of where we are. I can go hiking in the redwoods in the same day, you know, you can go surfing and you can go, you know, to see some miraculous um, views. And to have that in your backyard, I think really affects your affinity and your desire to be outside. I know some of my friends where they have been most, I think, uncomfortable with going in the, in the forest would be in the South. And of course they'll, you have those visceral memories. I mean, even when I moved to Florida, to be honest, I was afraid and uncomfortable of the trees there because the trees always reminded me of um, lynching trees, especially with the moss. This that's all I, you know, growing up, that's all I saw. Like you would see the pictures in the history books and you would see somebody on that tree. And so I wasn't comfortable. I think it took me about five years to be um, like by the end of being at FAM, I was going camping and stuff. But in the beginning, I was super uncomfortable.
1: I understand that. Like I feel that way today. Um, like I, I hike everywhere I go, basically like anywhere I visit, I'm trying to find somewhere to go outside. But when I go to Georgia, like and part of my childhood was in Georgia, but I just I cannot hike out there because you can feel like you could just feel it. And it's like in the land, it's in the trees. Um even the stuff that I see on like Instagram that like Georgia has waterfalls and all that. I want to go, but I just feel so like it just feels mm-hmm. so heavy there. And I'm not for mm-hmm. really Georgia yet.
2: hmm Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cause I, I always think like when I'm near like the heavily forested areas in Georgia, I think like, man, can you imagine like our people used to run through this, like run full speed trying to get away and stuff. And uh, it's just so thick there. Yes, yeah, so I feel that. There is a privilege that comes with living in places like this. Like I have the mountains, the Rocky Mountains, like Thirty minutes from me, and I look out like my, my window and I see him. But even on top of like being this close, so one of the things that I that I notice here is that um, this city is very much like designed this way. Like if the more money, the wider you are, the closer you are to the mountains. Um, the black communities are further away, so they're more east away from the mountains. And there are people here who are from here, born and raised who have never really explored the mountains like someone that isn't from here. And that's because like the privilege of having money to do things in the mountains, like skiing and snowboard, so much fun. It's so much fun, right? But it's expensive. And like, even though it's in their backyard, like a lot of people that are from here can't even afford to do it. So that's one of the other reasons like for hiking hills is because there's just not enough um, resources put into that.
0: As a seasoned hiker, how do you mentally prepare for hikes that are more strenuous?
1: Um, stretch. Like stretching is like a daily practice of mine. Um, <laughs> when I used to be very active, I never stretched. But Same. I see the stretching. Um, drinking water, so going hydrated. Um, making sure I have somebody lined up to go with, or if I'm going alone, that it's like. Um, a hike that is he- like heavily populated, like somebody's always gonna see me at some point um and just making sure that I have like snacks, things that I think I might need, but most more more than anything, just making sure my body's ready for it, like stretching.
0: are you doing cool down stretches as well?
1: um yeah, yeah. But uh I tend to so I like I'm pretty active every day. So if I do um a strenuous hike and I don't do a cool down stretch and I know like then the next the next day or later that night like I'm going to do some type of recovery like whether it's with a massage gun or a bubble bath, you know. But something that's going to like relax the muscles.
0: <laughs> the bu- yes for the bubble bath, you know, that's relaxing the mind.
1: <laughs> and then the other thing that I I started doing is I started doing aerial yoga like nine months ago and it's been so helpful for me um with flexibility and mobility like I'm able to go into like deeper stretches and with the silk like you could I'm, I'm almost doing splits I've never been able to do splits in my life so um I would recommend aerial yoga if ever, anyone's ever considered it and Yeah, I highly
0: recommend it. I looked into aerial yoga and then I recognized fairly quickly that it requires like upper body strength. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my legs are stronger than my arms. And I acknowledge (laughs) that. So um, I was like, yeah, maybe I probably just need to go. I think I, I do Pilates. So like. Pilates strengthens your back, but then it's just like it's a different type of strength when you have to like use your back muscles. And mine are severely lacking. So I considered aerial yoga, but then I'm like, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm fearful of not being able to get up.
2: You always have to start (laughs) somewhere though. So Yeah. You You gotta start somewhere. You already started with Pilates.
0: Yeah. You trying to have me started from the bottom.
2: Yeah, but I'm you, here. shoot, you tell about i starting from the bottom. I'm not even there. I think for me, I have arm strength because I'm carrying the baby. Mm. But it's not, you know, like I, and that's, that's the thing about hiking that I love. That was actually the one activity that I was able
1: to do while I was pregnant. I'm, I've been thinking about doing Pilates, so Maybe you're my motivation. Hey, accountability. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try Pilates. I think with aerial yoga, like there is a piece of it that, like, if you're working on your feminine energy, there is a piece that helps you really start to like work on that, heal that, and I guess like manifest. And I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's just you just feel differently after you do it like yeah you're stretching but there's like a sexy piece to it like even when you're not trying to be sexy yeah yeah
2: that's dope I found some papers actually uh, that talked about how hiking like, is doing what you're talking about, like reducing anxiety because you have to focus on other things and it helps you release adrenaline that may be in your body or helps you. Um, there was a study out of Stanford that was showing that people who are in a natural setting that are walking mm-hmm. for a little over an hour, less likely to focus on negative thoughts. So I thought about that with you in hiking, but then also how when you're talking about black and brown people, how we have less access to these spaces um, how it's really important for us to be able to have opportunities to release all this stress so i'm I'm
0: excited with what you're doing so Kashela, how would listeners find hiking hills
1: right now? You can find hiking hills on instagram Instagram handle is underscore hiking like h i k i n g Heels, H E A L S underscore. Right now, that's the platform that I'm using um, because of school. But after that, I hope to turn hiking heels into more of an active nonprofit where there's chances to do hikes with groups, hikes with veterans who um, are either physically disabled or mentally disabled, and inner city youth, but not just inner city youth. Parents as well, just people who are not commonly out in nature, but could benefit from it. But I think like we, we're all, most Black women are on this, like we're okay with living softer lives of luxury and like with hiking Aerial yoga. Um, Now I'm going to try Pilates. Uh, All of those things are just helping me to live like a softer existence. It brings me so much joy and it doesn't put as much like strain on the body and it helps mentally. So I would encourage anybody to like do a combination of all different um, hiking, yoga, meditation, whatever it takes, but just something to help heal yourself.
0: Thanks for listening. Leave us a review on what you found helpful. If you would like to learn more about Hiking Heels, find them at Hiking Heels on Instagram.
2: For more from Untethered Moms, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram and check us out at untetheredmoms.com for resource guides and the links to the articles we discussed in this episode.